What's going on, everybody? It's UTXJG, the Don, along with my co-host, leader of the flock. Say what up, my guy. How you doing today, man? Good, man. It's a little cold out, but other than that, I'm I'm alright. Ah, oh, these crazy cold fronts, man. And we say that global warming isn't real. Now, I know it's still technically winter, but I feel like um, the Midwest and up north are beginning hit really, really hard. So uh just just stay cozy up there if you are in the midwest up north man hopefully we get through this and it's not super crazy in the summertime uh but welcome welcome we are on line sounds episode 18 18 episodes in uh we appreciate everybody that continue to listen to us on whatever your favorite platform is including spotify google play itunes and of course anchor which houses everything that you hear here uh, again, we appreciate all of the support, and uh, we hope that you all continue supporting us in the future. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the notable new releases. Now, we were talking about last episode that uh, we were kind of disappointed because there hasn't really been any music coming out. But last week, we did get a healthy dose of music. So let's go ahead and go over the new releases. 2 Chains brought out his new project called Rapper Go to the League, which he had LeBron uh, being AR for, which I found that very strange. You know, it's a lot of controversy behind that because they were saying that he did not go to some games or he sat out just to uh, just to work on the album. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> it was very interesting that Two Chains took him on to to be an AR. So, uh, and he said like this wasn't the only project. He had him like work on another project too. So we'll see what comes uh, through with that. But uh, it was a decent album. I listened to it um, on Friday when it dropped. Uh, T Pain, uh, shout out to T Pain because I don't I don't know you probably don't watch it but i know uh my girl religiously watched the mass singer where they had a whole bunch of a whole bunch of artists and and uh, athletes and everything you can name of entertainers uh dress up in crazy suits and sing and then you know they get voted off or whatnot and t-pain won it all and she got me into watching it and i was like yo i was like i can tell his accent i know that that's t-pain right there and the judges just weren't getting it uh, but he ended up winning everything, and it, the funny thing, ironically, oh, I, I would say coincidentally, I won't say ironically, coincidentally, his uh, new project called One Up dropped like the same week that he won. So now everybody, <laughs> everybody's thinking that uh, that it was just a rollout, <laughs> just just to get people to listen to his music. But uh, but in any case, uh, his new project called One Up that came out like in the middle of the week. That didn't come out Friday. Uh, but go ahead and listen to that. Solange. Uh, she has been bringing like a lot of visuals and everything and people were like well what's going on like she was even like posting a page on black planet and people were like is black planet back <laughs> so like right. yeah so it was kind of weird that everybody was kind of like speculating what was going on but turns out she has a new project so she was just doing a lot of promotion for that so her new project is called when i get home uh, so you can go ahead and listen to that uh little skies dropped shelby i think that this is his second official studio project if i'm not mistaken i don't know if we have any little skies fans that uh that listen to us but i believe this is his second official studio project uh, so go ahead and listen to that if you're a little skies fan and finally the baby which i just get so confused because they're a there's now a saturation of babies out there. We got little baby, then we got the baby. So it's very confusing at times. I was like, who the hell is this? Uh, but he's a North Carolina native. Uh, so shout out to North Carolina. And he dropped his new project called Baby on Baby. So very interesting title for a project. Uh, but those are the notable new releases for the week of 
uh, March 1st. Um, currently, it's March 4th as we are recording this, but these are all the new releases that came out the week of March 1st. Uh, so let's get into the music news. Uh, first news that we have here is Tyrese. Mr. Tyrese is slated to play Teddy Pendergrass in the biopic. Now, biopics have become like very, very popular. I think that more and more people were seeing like that people are very, very interested to see some of these uh, stories from the people who you may not know much about. See like the inside scoop, go through everything that uh, that they have been through in their lives. And I don't care how many people um, clown Tyrese. I think that he's a good singer. I think that he's a good actor as well. I know that he did get caught in the Fast and Furious stuff, but I mean, that's where he made all his bread at. And I ain't mad at him for getting all that bread and stinking, uh, sticking with the series as long as he did. But Tyrese obviously has been to other movies as well, like Baby Boy is, is probably where everybody remembers him from. Uh, but he said that uh, Teddy Bendergrass actually asked him to tell his story before he passed away. Now, the one thing that I've always had a problem with that I had an issue with when it comes to biopics is when you don't actually ask anybody who was around the person or you don't ask the person themselves. If you're just going to like make yourself up as you go, that's not a good biopic in my case. But in this particular case with Teddy Pendergrass, he actually is going to have Joan Pendergrass, which is Teddy Pendergrass's widow. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass, by the way, he passed away in 2010. Um, and he's going to have little Marvin um, going to come on and write the screenplay. And this is all supposed to be produced by Lee Daniels, which pretty much has his hands in everything. So I'm not surprised that Lee Daniels is going to do this uh, this biopic. Uh, but I, I thought that this was interesting. No, we have no date as to uh, when it's going to come out. But this is uh, this is all the news that we have so far. So how do you feel about Tyrese playing Teddy Pendergrass in a biopic? <clears throat> Should be interesting, that's, to say the least. Um, I, I would have never thought, you know, playing Teddy Pendergrass would be like Tyrese. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just when, it's kind of weird. He's got to do like, you know, they got to put him in full transformation, I suppose. So we'll, we'll see how it works, though. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, that, I think that's an interesting story. And then like you touching on like people are really interested in these biopics. I think, you know, for every <clears throat> for every like good one, we, we do have some bad ones. But mm -hmm. I mean, I think when I think of like the good ones, I think like the, the Bobby Brown one, that was pretty good. The new edition was probably the best one. Um, there was a few more. Uh, and then you then you had a, you then you had the ones like Aaliyah and, <laughs> and other stuff like that. So it was like it was a couple other bad ones, but I don't want to harp on them. But yeah, I, I like I like watching those because you get to see you even when you think, you know, everything about an artist or something like that, that that's public knowledge. Those little you know, those little tidbits that come in and you'd be like, damn, I didn't even realize that. Like when you watch the Bobby Brown stuff, you didn't know he was hitting Janet Jackson. Like, no, I mean, how many people really knew that? Like I didn't. So it was like, okay. Yeah. Wild stuff. Wild stuff. So again, we'll see. Uh, we'll keep you all updated when we get some, um, some proper dates and, and we'll also let you know, since Lee Daniels is on it, I'm pretty sure this is going to go to the silver screen, but Again, a lot of these biopics are going to like Lifetime and BET and stuff. So um, I hope that they, you know, end up giving it more justice and, and putting it out in the movie theater. So, again, we'll see how this one goes. Uh, second bit of news is Wu-Tang. They are going back on tour. Uh, this is going to be a majority worldwide tour. Um, obviously, they're going to be in the States, but the majority of the legs of the tour are going to be overseas. Um, they are going on tour with 
Public Enemy and De La Soul, and this is going to be called the Gods of Rap Tour, uh, and it starts actually on uh, the first. Well, th well, this is when it. Um, th excuse me, this is when the ticket went on sale. I'm sorry, um, but the actual leg, uh, the first leg starts in London on May the 10th, but when they come back to the states, they're going to be in Flocks area. They're going to be in Chicago on June 1st. And then they're going to be in Cleveland, Simpsonville, South Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, Nashville, Boston, uh, Uncasville, I think that's in um, Connecticut, Atlantic City, Seattle, Mountain View, California, Wichita, Kansas, Council Bluffs, Iowa, I think, and Minneapolis, Minnesota on August 2nd to, uh, to end the tour. Now, I know that we did um talk about Wu Tang's last album which we didn't think was very good but I'm more than certain especially since they're going on tour with Public Enemy and De La Soul they're going to be doing a lot of old stuff like that's that's just what it is especially yeah. for the uh we talked about this before as well how a lot of uh, a lot of people overseas like that's where they get their money and if you can still go overseas and, and still perform all your old hits then you're still popping and uh, people overseas love um love artists over here and they love all of their old stuff that they uh that, that they came out with over here so how you feel about this tour would this be something that you would be slightly interested in since they're coming to chicago yep, yep. i sure would i gotta see what day that's on on, on the first I'm, if i can i may check that out uh de la soul i was crazy last episode we did i was just talking about them you know saying i wish a lot of their stuff was still on you know, it was on spotify but i know about the whole deal the tommy boy stuff and you know they got this whole boycott with tommy boy which who they were signed with you know tommy boy basically saying de la soul owes them a bunch of money so maybe them going on tour right now is you know a direct result of them trying to you know get 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 out of debt with tommy boy mm, so. okay and they praised they went on record by praising Jay Z by not uh you know streaming their uh their music on title because of it because they like, man, we're not getting anything from it. So so they praised Jay Z for that too. That sucks uh, ass like, though, man. Yeah, it really does. I mean, artists that can go overseas, like you said, man, that's that's huge. When people like I don't think people know how rewarding that is that when someone that don't even speak the language know every word to your song and appreciate your music. That's crazy. Like a lot of people think that's weird here. Like if somebody come over here ramp, rapping in French or something like that, or German, and you'd be like, "What the hell is that?" Like it's very rare that one of those type of songs pop here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple that where they, most of the song is like not even in a language, but it's it's extremely rare. But when they whole catalog gets celebrated like that, that's that's tremendous. It just goes to show that the rest of the world is like. You know a lot more uh appreciative of good music than than, than we are here damn that's kind of sad <laughs> now that you say it that out loud it's the truth though it is it is you definitely that's true about that and june 1st is going to be on the saturday so maybe off that saturday too mm. that's the saturday before yeah, that's like a week before e3 yeah 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 might have to look into that man true true uh, I was gonna talk about this last, but I think this actually is a good segue since you mentioned the De La Soul and Tommy Boy situation. Now this news just came today, but the original story from a few weeks ago. Uh, our, our boy Kanye West has been in a legal battle with Rockefeller and EMI, who he has been signed with since 2003. Uh, Kanye West was attempting to gain his ownership of his music and receive unpaid royalties. But now the news has come around that Mr. Kanye West has sold his soul and uh, again i mentioned that he was with emi in 2003 but his contract got extended in 2010 
but according to this contract and i'm going to read what it says here um, i'm not gonna read the whole thing but uh, verbatim it says at no time during the term will you seek to retire as a songwriter recording artist or producer or take any extended hiatus during which you are not actively pursuing your musical career in the same basic manner as you have pursued such career to date so what that means is that if kanye loses his battle this man still can't retire like that's that's just wild this is wild that like after all of this you're trying to get ownership of your music emi and rockefeller own it you're trying to get unpaid royalties and they're like well okay no matter what happens you can't retire bro according to this contract so it's just another one of those situations where you're not reading fully what's going on or you are reading and you're just willingly signing over everything that you own and everything that you worked for these companies are shady man and it's just it sucks i know that we made fun of kanye kanye done some wild stuff especially last year alone but i don't want to hear this from anybody i don't want to hear anybody trying to fight to get ownership of their music and then end up being a slave at the end of the day because of some loophole or something that the artist did not look at before they actually signed the contract or signed the extension so how do you feel about this whole situation with kanye <sighs> that's that's rough man like they, they say this all the time man the music industry is designed to keep you in debt and this is just another example of it man it's a lot of these little backwards deals that they uh that they toss in there to keep you to keep you working and keep their pockets laced while you get next to nothing out of it it's just it's sad bro like you don't ever want to see nobody go through that especially someone that that works like you know the way we know all know kanye works you know, kanye will go into hibernation and and work for like six to seven months straight. You know, and very seldom coming up for S sometimes. So I just think that's that's just tough, man. It's like and then for Rockefeller of all, you know, of all places. It's like it's kinda crazy. It just makes you think different about a lot of the people that we be celebrating. Even the labels that we be like, yo, they was getting it. It's like, yeah, but at what cost? A lot of people like basically selling their souls just to get on and and years later, 15 years later, they still can't, they can't even break free of that shit. Like, like I was just explaining with the De La Soul shit. Shit that they came out with 30 years ago today, you know what I'm saying? They can't even, they not even getting money off of that, which is crazy. Like, how do you like, still have a chokehold on something 30 years ago, man? That's just, oh my God, it, just thinking about that, it's super wild. 30 years ago, and you still can't get money off the music that you created? How does that work, man? Shit rough, bro. Oh, that's man. the music. That's the that's the way it goes, man. That's why it's like, it's like now it's so much easier because most people can just go independent. But you know, then it was like, you know, your your dream was to be on a major and get your music played on the radio and stuff like that. Like a lot of artists that are going through that now are like the product of the, you know, I won't say pre-internet, but before the internet took control of the music. No, so that's just that's just what it is, man. They, they they signed a lot of bullshit deals and paying for it right now to this day. Yeah, because back then, I mean, that was the only way that you were really gonna pop. And you know, as a as a young kid, especially given your situation, you know, you wanted to just sign a deal. You wanted to get that money, so you just did it unknowingly. You know, these kids don't know anything about business, 
So that's, that's how it is. Like these labels were literally just taking advantage of all these kids mm-hmm. that just wanted to put out some music and they wanted to be famous and get some money. Yeah, hoping it'll get greater later and stuff like that. You'd be like, all right, man, let's let's renegotiate this, man. I need this this taking off, this taking off. I made y'all enough money where, you know, if I decide to go elsewhere in 2010, then you know, saying it's all good. We just we just cut you know cut off where we where we are now. I don't owe you, you don't owe me, and stuff like that. But it, it don't never work out that way. Yeah, the record label typically always wins that that battle, man. Big yikes! It's a crooked, big yikes. it's a crooked, shady ass game. Yeah. So, like I said, I respect everybody who decides to go independent. Um, you know, I know if you do sign a deal, that's on you. But I just hope that you have somebody in your corner. If you yourself know that you're not going to be that business savvy and you're not going to, you know, thoroughly read every bit of whatever contract that they're trying to get you to sign. I know everybody wants distribution deals and stuff, but honestly, you can do, you know, majority of that stuff yourself now as far as like yeah, as far as advertisement. So. Yeah, they got to have them attorneys there, man, present while they signing this shit, bro, mm-hmm. because it's probably still going on. It's just not as you know upfront as it was then, but. You know, that, that was always one thing I always heard people say, like, don't sign shit unless you know type of business deal unless you have an attorney there and not someone that like watching that TLC. Uh, that was another one. The TLC uh, uh, biopic. Facts. That was another one. Rape like, them, dog. Yo, she, right. She like, yo, we want our own, you know, say we want our own manager and stuff like that. Why would, you know, why would we want to, you know, use somebody from your management company to manage us? Because they only going to have your company and, you know, and, you know, best and in, best interest in mind. You know, and not have our best interest in mind and that's how a lot of people get jerked because yeah. they're just so eager to say yo we on we on you know what i'm saying play my song on the radio and then when you look up the biggest selling group you know what I'm saying in, in in pretty much r&b female r&b history ended up with like fifty thousand to their name you know what i'm saying after that that record sold you know millions of copies so it's just kind of crazy super trash another example straight out of compton Ice Cube was mm-hmm. smart. He looked at the country like, "Yo, like this ain't right. Where my money at, Jerry Heller?" He's giving them all the all the hoopla, rah rah, the run around, trinkets and, and shit. Yeah, and he was like, "Yo, I'm out." And then you know, trying to get everybody to look at their contract. Easy one having it. Doctor Dre at first one having it. Nobody else was having it. Like, "Yo, you tripping?" Ice Cube said, "All right, I'm out. I'm about to go somewhere else." And then Doctor Dre finally realized after the fact, he like, "Yo, like I'm I'm not trying to deal with this no more." But you should like I know you try to get me out of the Jerry Heller situation, but you ain't no better. So I'm about to start my own company. So it, it be like that. Like eventually you realize it. Hopefully you know you do get that chance to realize before it's too late. And a lot of these artists unfortunately did not get the chance, and they did not realize it until again it was too late. And, and now he's dealing with this situation, and it's very sad, man. Very very sad, but. Again, we'll keep you up to date on this Kanye situation. It's not looking good for him, though, just because of the news that we got today. That's a big yikes on this situation. Real big yikes. They literally making this man a slave. Like, how it's worded. That man's a slave right now. So, I hope he can really get out of there because I know this man has been stressed forever. And this is just another another hurdle that hopefully he can get through. Um, if Kanye can get his, his master's dog, it's, it's going to be over. He's going to definitely be a happy man, but... If EMI Rockefeller is going to keep a lock on his masses, yeah, it's, it's going to be terrible. Wendy, you can't retire either. Yeah, that sucks. That contract basically says we own you. Yeah. yeah. Keep working. Yeah, you can't do anything on your own terms. You got to keep working. Keep turning out music. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. 
Uh, but let's get off of that. Let's get on some positive news. Uh, J. Cole says that he wants Revenge of the Dreamers 3 to come out in April. Uh, they're still working on it. Uh, again, that whole like 10 day process, which is literally to get all of the uh, vocals done. I presume the vocals in the production, but obviously it takes a long time to make sure to get all the samples clear that they have uh, mix and master everything. So again, it's a process. I know that, you know, as uh, as fans of Dreamville, um, I wanted, you know, the stuff to come out a little bit earlier when they first announced it. But I knew that realistically that wasn't going to happen. I was trying to say like the end of February, but obviously going to take a longer time than that. Uh, but he was uh, he was talking to some fans uh, the other day, and uh, he, he did not like directly confirm that it's going to come out in April. But this is just what he is hoping uh, that the album will come out from Revenge of the Dreamers. Um, meanwhile, he's been trying to uh, make sure that Revenge of the Dreamers three is done. He's been putting out videos, so the Middle Child videos now, and and of course he was at uh, All Star Weekend. He performed and. And participated in the in the dunk contest as well, helping out uh, not some people. So, mm -hmm. so it's cool, man. But uh, I'm hoping that it does come out in April, like he uh, like he wanted to. Hopefully, we don't, as music fans, have to wait too much longer. Because I already know this is gonna be some heat from the previews that we've been hearing. And I know JID, for example, that man has been on tour, going to places, and he's been like previewing some stuff as well. So, uh, what are you expecting from this uh, from this compilation album when it comes out, Flock? fire <laughs> nothing but fire that's that's what i'm expecting i'll expect nothing less than that mm -hmm. i love compilation albums though so i'm a sucker for a good one so when that comes out i'm i'm listening to it soon as i'm gonna expect some heat and i'm sure i won't be disappointed big fox big fox so there you go people still no um, no concrete release date yet, but again, we will keep you all updated on Adventure of Dreamers 3 because that is definitely my most anticipated project of this year so far. Uh, let's get into the album reviews. Now, we have one album that we are going to review today, and that is going to be Offset, Father of Four. Now, Offset has had a hell of a 2018. Uh, the man has been getting in beef with people. Uh, he got married secretly. He had a child with Cardi B. And he's been in his share of scandals. Not only did he get into some beef with uh, with Chris Brown. Uh, Soldier Boy trying to come at him a little bit. And of course the whole cheating scandal. Which had pretty much everybody who was a Cardi B fan on his head. And saying that he was a piece of shit and, and all that stuff. He was supposed to actually release his album last year. But ended up getting pushed back. And I'm sure that it got pushed back because of all of the scandals. That he just had to try to salvage his relationship. Uh, him and Cardi ended up getting separated for a little bit. But now they're back together. Taking care of the child. And looks like they're being a family. And they uh, for the most part. Um, gotten through all of that stuff because that's what people when you love somebody that's what you do you got to fight to keep your girl and uh when he ended up bringing out the project you know the breakfast club and actually respected what he said on the interview um it, it seemed like he's he's evolved and reflected a lot i know that everybody especially these blind fans they want to just automatically condemn somebody if they do one bad thing or they do a couple bad things but at the end of the day that's his life and that's that's his baby mama's life or his wife's life that ain't your life so who are you to judge when you're on the outside looking in like that's not your thing that you have to go through and it seemed like offset realized that especially in that breakfast club interview and on this album 
it definitely reflected a lot of like what he was going through he definitely had multiple songs about his children about Cardi's situation he apologized a million times on it and it seemed like he actually wants to be a better husband and a better uh a better father to his his newborn and his other three kids that he had with uh with his other baby mamas now obviously as far as uh talent wise talent and celebrity wise I don't think we know any of them compared to Cardi B. And even if they did, I'm pretty sure Cardi B is going to be the the biggest baby mama out of all of them. But uh, but they're still, you know, not to not to discredit any other um, any other baby mama who we had children with. But obviously he, you know, loves all of them uh, just the same. And I just think that he's overall just grew as a person, which people can do. Um, so for this particular album, it has 16 songs total features Big Rube. Shout out to Big Rube. That's uh, definitely a, a huge, uh, huge thing in Atlanta. Uh, J. Cole. J. Cole been doing a lot of features. I'm actually very surprised. He just keeps jumping on features. So that's that's pretty wild. Gunna. He has CeeLo on here. Travis Scott. 21 Savage. Cardi B. Quavo. And Gucci Mane. And I would say my favorite songs from this album would be Quarter Millie, Clout, Wild Wild West, and How Did I Get Here. Now, as far as this album compared to the other solo albums by Takeoff and uh, and Quavo, I gotta say that I think Offset's album was the best. I would have. We to said say. that was gonna happen. Yeah, but I think that we were a little bit worried just because when Takeoff's album came out, that was man, it was very underwhelming. So a lot of people were like, "Oh man, well I don't know how Offset's album gonna be," but. Uh, I think that, again, he had the best album after listening to it. I think he had some really good features. I think that, and and this might be a hot take here, this might be an unpopular opinion, I think the Offset out of the Migos is probably the most versatile, um, especially after hearing this album. I thought that Quavo initially was, because Quavo's the hook guy, and, you know, he uh, he's a good songwriter or whatever. He definitely, um, definitely rents some songs for some high-name artists, but... I think that Quavo just kind of got to take a step back because Quavo really isn't the lyrical dude. I think that Offset is like Takeoff and Quavo mixed into one. I think that he has a bigger, a bigger, um, a bigger repertoire that that really propels him above his other counterparts. And I think that really showed on this album, especially with the features. I didn't find one feature to be like out of place or sound weird. Uh, North Star with CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green killed that. Um, obviously, he had Big Rube on the very first song, uh, Father 4. J. Cole killed him on How Did I Get Here. Uh, Cardi B. I actually think Cardi B outrapped him, which is funny, on Clout. I think mm-hmm. that Cardi B kind of killed that shit. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, whoa, this is kind of this is kind of wild. Like, you said it before I did. Oh, I definitely man. was going to say it. Yeah, I, I think she actually killed him <clears throat> on that. And then uh, Cordy Millie with Gucci, man. I think that's my uh, that's definitely my favorite out of all of the songs on here. Um, I just think that beat was dope. But I liked all the production. Uh, my homies were trying to argue with me, and he was like, man, he's like, this sounds like some simp shit. He over here talking about his kids and, and talking about, you know, I'm sorry to Cardi B every song. But I'm like, what else are you supposed to do? Like, this is what he's been going through for a whole year, fam. Like, I would rather him talk about what's going on in his life than fake it and act like nothing happened because we clearly know that something happened. So this is what you do when you grow and you make songs and you make projects about your life. 
like you have to grow you have to evolve like obviously he's still talking about like the same old shit like like getting money and and messing with women and stuff which i still find funny because like it's like we know what's going on with your life but you know you still gotta for the people that i guess halfway don't listen or don't care you still gotta keep up that persona in a sense um but but still even with that like he still had some like some like really really touching and personal songs like don't lose me uh that was a that was a um a very personal song father for the very first song on here um and then came a long way that was probably like his his uh, one of his most personal songs um those three right there but uh, but overall, like I liked the production. I thought that you know for the majority it was upbeat. I was messing with it compared to the other two Migos projects, and I think that overall, like uh, like and this is just comparing all of the Migos. Like he had the best. Like it was it was just no question. He definitely had the best album, and and I enjoyed it. I put a lot of songs on here, and I've been listening to it ever since it came out. So uh, so that's my take on it. How you feel about this, fuck? It was it was decent. It was decent. <clears throat> um, out of the songs that I, that you know, I mean, well, out of the whole album, the songs that I like, um, was the most was uh, Made Men, uh, Wild Wild West, and Clout. Those are the songs I like the most. Uh, you already stated that Cardi B got him on that song. She killed that shit. Came front. I just hope she wrote it. Um, <laughs> that's all I can say about that. Hopefully, she wrote it and he didn't write it for her. Oh man, or what? nobody else for that matter. That, I mean, you know, that's, that's what they were saying. Not, I'm just saying, let's not act like let's not act like it ain't it ain't true that you know the allegations ain't ain't always been out there. That she don't write her own stuff. Um, yeah, I thought that um, that very first song, the the, the actual opening track, which was I believe it was Father of Four, got really personal. Talking about you know his oldest son and all the stuff saying out. You know, he was 17 when he had him and shit like that. I felt that shit. That shit was that shit was kind of tight. Um, and then you touched on like him, you know, getting into beef and shit like that with other rappers and stuff like that. I just seen like snippets of the stuff with him on that Ebro and he's still talking, popping off. It's like second I wanted to get behind him after I watched that, that breakfast club interview that he did. It was like, okay, maybe he's been misunderstood. Then he turned right back around saying how like the, you know, the older, the older generation should basically should, should, you know, should thank them and shit like that. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, come on, fam. Like, we, we, I was rooting, you know, the whole, the Vivica Fox meme, I was rooting we for you. We were rooting for you. Like, we were all rooting damn, for you. That's, that's, that's how I was, man. Now it's kind of like, I don't know, fam. You just, you switching up on me too much. <clears throat> so, yeah, with that being said, those were the, the songs that I liked the most on it without, you know, talking too much on it. That, uh, that Made Man was hot. That was probably, that was probably my favorite song at all. Uh, Made Man was hot. Like this, the Wild Wild West joint with uh, what's his name, Gunna. Mm-hmm. That shit was tight too. And then, like I said, the Cardi B, Cardi B stole that. You know what I'm saying? She she had the best verse on the on the whole album. I mean, doing the thing for clout. Yeah, she had the best verse on the album, on the entire album with all those features. Gucci. It was a lot of features too. Like, I think it was like 16 songs, and like eight of the songs had features on them. So that's a bit much for my for my taste. I mean, if you got 16 songs, I don't want to see more than like four features just my personal you know my personal preference but that for that i give it a i'm gonna give it a two and a half out of five i'm gonna give it a two and a half it was the best out of every uh solo project from them 
Okay, okay. And uh, and I presented a uh, a question. I was like, damn, he got all these features. I was like, is is Offset low key cheating compared to uh, compared to the other Migos because they didn't have that many features, or at least Takeoff didn't, because Quavo kind of he did have a share of features as well. But I felt like Offset had the best set of features. So I was like, yo, is he is he kind of cheating on this? Like I still thought that he had the best uh, the best album out of the three, but uh, the features like if you're looking at it from that perspective. That it kind of is cheating, like, cause it's like, damn, can you do any dope songs by yourself? But I still gave him the benefit of the doubt, cause I still enjoyed like the majority of the songs on here. So right. the one of the songs I picked on it, which was, I think it was Made Man, didn't have a feature. Yeah, on it, that was solo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was solo. Um, so again, um, my take on it from, from all the features that that I ended up liking the majority of the songs. Um, he clearly had the best album out of the three Migos. I'm gonna give him a three. I'm gonna give him a three, just uh, just based off of off of that alone, because I really thought, especially after the delay, um, the first delay, I was like, man, I don't know about this. Like, what is he really trying to do? Is he trying to save face? Uh, what else is really going on with it? But I think all in all, once it finally came out, I thought that it was a pretty a pretty decent album, and I enjoyed it for the most part for what it is. Good production I, too. I forgot to mention. That. Yeah, production was definitely good production with definitely good night and obviously that with me that's you know my biggest thing um i look at the production first and then like if the features on there i'm seeing how you mesh well with the features and then you know the lyrics come after for me so um again i, I enjoyed the album man i definitely enjoy it so i'm gonna give it a three uh, so that's our takes on it i'll say father four i give it a three flight gives it a two and a half so there you go man this album review let's get to the song of the week now I have to thank Two Chains again because um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to a uh, rapper go to the league yet, but there was a particular song and let me not mess this up here, give you the proper name of the song, but it had Ariana Grande on it, and this song is called yeah, "Rule the World." Yeah, it's called "Rule the World," and it had an Amarie, uh, Amarie sample on here. I was like, whoa. I said, I know this song. I said, what is this? I said, oh, I don't know. I feel like I told everybody on Twitter. I said, Ariana Grande doing uh doing a remix of Why Don't We Fall in Love? And one of my homies was like, nah. He said, I don't respect that. <laughs> I was like, yo. I said, give it a chance, man. Give it a chance. I was like, it's actually a good song. But he's like, nah. He's like, I'm good. But it just inspired me to like go back and listen to that Anne Marie song, Why Don't We Fall in Love? And when she came out, man. I forgot like how hot she was, fam. Like this song was fucking dope as shit. So I would have listened to that. I was like, yo, this song was bumping, yo. That beat was was dope as hell. So this is gonna be my song of the week. And that was inspiration from the uh from the sample remix for uh Rule the World for Johnny and Grande on Cha- uh, Two Chains album. So Anne Marie, why don't we fall in love? This came out in 2002, people. 2002. Now, Marie did take a long break, but she did uh, apparently come back. I haven't, I didn't even get a chance to listen to that album, though. I ain't even gonna lie. But, uh, but she did come back and start making music again. But when Anne Marie first came out, man, she had a buzz. She definitely had a buzz. So I respected that. And this was definitely one of my favorite songs from her. Why don't we fall and in love with Anne Marie? Fondest. Oh, fondest that thing, boy. Fine as that thing. I definitely had a crush on her, fam. That one, that one thing video, bruh. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it was, it was wild, man. We had, we had had definitely some fine ass women when we were growing up, fam. Mm. She came out, she came out during a during a uh, transition of the guard, so to speak, too, in R and B. 
Yeah. So I don't know if she just got lost in the shuffle or and I know she had some like some shit with her management and stuff like that. So it was just crazy. But she she always made good music though. Yeah, absolutely. It's just she just she just was never she was better than the, the bottom tier R and B artists, but she was just never looked at at the, at the top like the Beyonces and stuff like that. And then she came out right around the time like after Leah passed and stuff like that. So it was like it was it was easy to get lost in that in that shuffle, I suppose. Yeah, and that was definitely like during the time when uh when 106 in Park and Tia Rail was going on. So mm-hmm. uh I mean that's why a lot of people knew about her, including myself. <laughs> but it was just so many artists that came out then. So it it definitely was easy, like you like you said, to just just get missed throughout that bunch. But the real recognize her. That's what I'll say. The real the real recognize. We ain't never forgot about you, Anne Marie. So got that right. So shout out to you. Why don't we fall in love? Came out in 2002. And uh, what you got for us this week, Flock? Uh, I got. I'm gonna go the year 2005. I'm gonna go uh, Joel Santana with Little Boy Fresh. That was a hot joint off his uh, What the Game's Been Missing album. I think it was a debut album too, 2005. Uh, it was a hot ass joint, man. He's just basically telling the story of that movie. If you ever seen the movie Fresh, he basically he basically told the story of that that movie. And he was kind of like, you know, just just putting you in the perspective through the kid's eyes, you know, what he was dealing with about, you know, the little boy. Anybody that's seen the movie Fresh, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, just just check that shit out, man. It was actually was a good a good movie, man. A little, I think he was probably at the time maybe like 13 years old or something like that, selling dope and all this other stuff. And his sister was hooked on dope with the dude he was selling dope for, and he was finding ways to scheme and get him locked up to get his sister away from him. He was just doing a lot of shit, man. But you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a good movie though. You like those types of movies, man. You know, you check that shit out. And that's that's basically the story he was telling in that in that song. And that that sample was hot too. That was a great movie. I'm still still sad to this day when he had to kill the dog, man. <laughs> I was I was like, oh my god, that was such a yeah. bad thing. But it's what it is. It was, it was definitely an amazing movie though. Amazing movie. So shout out to I, I actually this one like this album was hot too when it came out. I remember I definitely picked that joint up. I was like, all right, Jewel. I was debating whether between this and uh Rumble, Young Man Rumble. Oh, that's on too. Yeah. And then I was like, man, maybe I throw in Clockwork, but I was like, nah, nah, nah I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with my first one. <laughs> true, true. Clockwork was hot, bro. Clockwork People slept hot. on that song. Clockwork was hot. That was a that was a club joint too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So there you go, man. Flock Shoy, Joel Santana, Little Boy Fresh from 05, what the game's been missing. And I got Anne Marie, Why Don't We Fall in Love? 02, baby. 02. So there we go, man. Uh, let's get to the topic of the week here. And well, we reviewed us on this on the last episode, but favorite producers of all time. Favorite producers of all time. If you want to break it up, we can do like in the past and then present. Um, if you want to do it like that, but I want to definitely let you take the floor on this one. Go ahead and name off some of your favorite producers, anybody who inspired you, anything like that. Nah, I ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna hold everybody up this time around. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shoot down a line real brief with it. Um, <clears throat> just off top, because it, it's so many to name, bro. Like I can, like I said, I can talk on and on forever. So, I, but I won't. I'll just like just be real brief. Just the ones I think of off top. Um, and then I'll just name a, a few that I feel like never get the credit they deserve that I think are really good as well. But I'll start off. You got to start off with the OG Quincy Jones. Like Quincy Jones, we talked about Quincy Jones when you talked about his Netflix uh, joint, right? Mm-hmm. 
about like how you didn't even know that he produced you know what I'm saying a lot of different stuff like <laughs> when I was talking about the Austin Powers and the it's my party and all that type of stuff like a lot of people didn't know about that you know a lot of people just know about the Michael Jackson stuff but Quincy Jones had his fingers in a lot of shit so got though Quincy Jones uh R.I.P. Jay Dilla of course you know what I'm saying probably my favorite of all time probably uh just the way he the way he laid laid his chops and stuff down was like some shit of brilliance, bro. Like people still can't figure out how he did some of the shit he did to this day with that NPC 2000. Um, DJ Premier, another one. Uh, Ninth Wonder, who's my personal favorite right now. Uh, RZA, who I think never gets the credit he deserves, you know, with the Wu Tang. Uh, Dr. Dre, of course. Uh, Timbaland. If you're not a if you're not aware of some of the shit that Timberland did, man, like everything from Missy to Aaliyah to Jay Z to Justin Timberlake, you know what I'm saying? Nelly Furtado, like you name Timberland, boy. Timberland's a dude. Uh, Pharrell, and then I throw in Kanye. Then I'll just I'll stop right there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just a lot of different people. Like I could like like people that don't people don't check for as much. I believe that Big Crit is a dope producer that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Crisis, who's with the Soul Council, with uh, Ninth Wonder and them. He don't get talked about. He, he got some hot shit. A lot of different people, man. Knots, that's another one that I check for. Um, uh, what's Buddy that used to do them Jeezy beats, them trap beats? Uh, Shorty Red? Shorty Red on the track. Yeah, he used to do some hot shit, man. Like, those, those joints was hot, man. There's a lot of people. Manny Fresh, he was another one I could think of. Just This is a lot of people, man, that you, you could just go on for hours talking about producers, man. Okay, okay. I'm going to piggyback off you. I'm not going to name the same people twice, uh, but as everybody knows who listens to this podcast and, and just, you know, mess with me over the years, Pharrell is my absolute favorite producer of all time. But I want to add some more people. Uh, Jazzy Faye. I think the, I think the Jazzy Faye definitely made uh, definitely made a lot this of good hits. Jazzy Fizzle production. <laughs> fizzle, yeah. Fizzle, Fizzle. Uh-huh. Uh, Zaytoven, even though, um, True. even though I, I, I kind of criticize him a lot of times because for the longest, he did not make like different soundy beats. He loved using those freaking Jamaican drums and he would not do anything else. But <laughs> Zaytoven, he literally like made Gucci Mane's career. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Like he made Gucci Mane's career because those beats that he made for him, like in all those freaking mixtapes and albums that he put out, Zaytoven made that sound fam. So like Zaytoven has to get his respect for the new age, uh, trap sound in AT like without a doubt that man is, is freaking amazing um uh who else who else i want to mention uh bangladesh back when he was popping bangladesh bangladesh definitely had some dope ass hits um just blaze just blaze <coughs> just blaze absolutely Dude, he had that he was another one had that distinct sound when it came in yeah 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 absolutely you, you know about that oh yeah, yeah. then going back to pharrell like that four bar setup like that that's that's the pharrell sound bro the four bar setup is for rail sound. Um, who else I want to mention? Um, damn, why can't I remember his name now? And this is kind of kind of sad. Oh, well, um, why he thinking? Why he thinking? Let me shout out P Rock too. I forgot to mention P Rock, man. I don't want to. My cousin to kill me if I didn't say P Rock. True, true. Uh, Metro Boomin, shout out to St. Louis. Yeah. Metro Boomin definitely. Uh, he he was part of the uh, the new age sound as well, like the the current sound. Um, and I also want to uh, throw in Tyler, the creator. I think he's very underrated as, an, as a uh, producer, but he was definitely one of my favorites today. Um, as long as he's still making music, I, I just mess, I mess with his old sound and I mess with his new sound. He definitely evolved a lot 
Uh, so those are just some of the people that I want to mention. It's, it's definitely a lot more, but uh, those are the ones that I just wanted to uh, to mention besides um, the people that Flock already mentioned. So it's a lot of good producers, man. I just want to say that a lot of good producers um, back back in the day and um, and up until today. Um, I know everybody's like looking for the new sound, and uh, I, I guess like right now you would say like um, Pierre Pierre Bourne is is one of the people. Um, who who has a lot of sound that a lot of people emulate? Uh, Take Keith. Uh, I feel like he does a lot of freaking beats that sound the same too. He's finally trying to expand, but he was definitely doing a lot of a lot of beats that sounded the exact same. And I was like, what the hell is this? But a lot of people trying to emulate his stuff. Um, yeah, and that's that's pretty much it as, as far as what I can I can think of right now. But uh, but shout out to the producers, man, because like I said, if it wasn't for y'all, I, I really think that a lot of these people would sound sound pretty whack in my opinion. A lot of influences I named that man. Yeah, a lot of influences there. Definitely. Because like, I, I was always a sample based, uh, you know, in my in, in my production and shit. So that's why a lot of those artists that I named was like sample based. It's just you just you just admire what they do. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out to Metro Bowman too. That that I heard you mention him earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like his work too. That that motherfucking uh that joint with him and Big Sean, yo, I still be bumping that shit. Oh yeah. A legend. Yeah. That's my shit. Mhm. Mhm. All right. So finally, we have the album suggestion section. Flock, what do you have for us this week? Uh, I know y'all tired of me going back to the 1990s, man. So I'm gonna do something a little more, a little more current. I'm gonna go to 2010, though. It ain't it ain't that new, but it was just an album that I that just found myself listening to when I was at work the other night. I was listening to uh, I was listening to Miguel. All I Want Is You, debut album. A lot of people slept on it. A lot of people got up on it. You know what I'm saying? Depending on who you are, that shit was hot. And it's still, it's still, it's aged well, even though it ain't even 10 years old yet. But it's still a good-ass album. I listen to it on occasion. Nice shit. It got something for everybody on that. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're if a fan of upbeat, it got something for you. If you're a fan of slow shit, it got something for you. Like that seductive shit, it got something for you. So, you know what I'm saying? It's... It's, 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 a, it's a nice ass album. Nice ass album. Okay, okay. And there you go. Got some Miguel debut album for the album suggestions. So go ahead and give that a listen, if you will. And then let us know. Let us know how you feel about it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, which this battle just came out today. Uh, I don't know if you peeped. The Hollow the Don versus Math Hoffa battle just dropped on RBE. And, oh shit. And this thing is like an hour long, so I'm like halfway through right now listening to it. So if you want to talk about that next episode, we can definitely review yeah, I'm with that. It. Okay. Alright, bet. Cause yeah, they, they got some bad blood with each other now. So I was like, yeah. I definitely had to watch this one. I seen that. I seen that when they were leading up to it and whatnot. Yeah, they I were. just <laughs> I just never never got the exact data when they, they was actually gonna do it. Yeah. So so there you go. <clears throat> RBE dropped that joint, so so I'm going I'm to um, listen to the rest of this, and then we'll talk about that next episode. Uh, but other than that, man, that has been Enlightened Towns episode 18. We appreciate everybody that continues to listen to us again on your favorite platforms. We appreciate all the support. We are going to keep everything going. And and we do not have a, uh, a secure name yet, but I think an anime podcast is brewing with some other members of GI. So... Like I said, we about to take over this podcast game. Anything that you want 
I think that we pretty much got everything covered. We got sports covered. We got music covered. We got lifestyle and fitness covered. We got uh, talking shit about these lames on YouTube covered. We about to have anime <laughs> covered. <laughs> we about to have everything covered, fam. Everything covered. So we appreciate everybody that supports every single thing that we do. GI is going to continue working. It's going to be a crazy 2019 for us. And again, we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for y'all. So, again, I appreciate everybody. And I can't say that enough. <clears throat> Other than that, man, Flock, you got any final word before we close this out? Nah, man, just keep listening to what you want to listen to. Like I say all the time, music is always subjective, man. Don't let their opinions be your opinions. If you like it, bump that shit. If you don't, skip that shit. We live in America, baby. We got that right. Yeah, there you go. Just don't come to me about how you don't like something that I like, all right? Because I don't care. Okay. <laughs> um, oh yeah, feel free. Feel free to tell us that we wrong and some of the producers we picked was trash and all that shit. Like some people like. <laughs> True. Feel free to do it. True, true. <laughs> uh, with that being said, man, this has been Enlightened Sounds episode 18. We will see you all next time for episode 19. This is me, UTX JT the Don, the leader of the flock, and we gone. Peace. Peace.